Okay, Shane, we had an anonymous question submitted from the My Millennial Money Facebook community and it says, my boss's expectations feel pretty unreasonable. They work huge hours every week. They email late at night and on the weekend. It means most of the team feel pressured to be on and working nonstop. How can I talk to them about it? Such a good question. Do you want to answer it? No, I want you. <laughs> no handballing. <laughs> what okay, would you I was, do? I thought for a moment I could handball that to you first, but that's okay. But thank you. Thank you for calling me on that. No, I, I actually love it. it. The reason why I love it is because it comes down to, um, it, it was in the question, the answer was in the question. Um, and if, if people have heard me on previous episodes, this is not going to be new, but I want to reinforce it for you. Most of our biggest frustration and disappointment in life can be traced back to a misalignment of expectations. Everything. Everything that you feel like I was frustrated about this, I was annoyed about that, trace it back to its root cause and there's a good chance there was a misalignment of expectations. I wanted something from you that you didn't give me or you wanted something from me that I didn't give you. There was a misalignment. So in this case, there is an expectation from a leader about the workload and their workload expectations. Now, the challenge in all of this is that sometimes, not all the time, sometimes the expectation of a leader on their team member is an unspoken expectation. And it comes through as an unspoken expectation based on the behaviors. So for example, when you email on a weekend, as the recipient of an email on a Saturday afternoon that says, hey, could you get back to me ASAP on the answer to this? When you get that email on the Saturday afternoon, you immediately assume that the expectation was, you need to respond to me this afternoon because I need the answer right now. And so you, most people generally will carry an expectation that my weekends are my weekends. And I think that's a perfectly healthy expectation. Like you shouldn't have to work on your weekends mm. unless of course you're a weekend worker. Um, and so you hold an expectation that my manager shouldn't contact me outside of business hours for work-related issues. The manager either has an expectation that you will respond at all hours of the day or their behavior is leading you to believe that they have an expectation that you should. And what often happens is that we don't verbalize or make those expectations really explicit. And Tori Aletto, um, I've used this quote all the time, is an American psychologist based in New York. And she says, what isn't communicated is felt, what's felt is interpreted, and what's interpreted is often misinterpreted. And so if we don't verbalize and make those expectations explicit, we believe the person has an expectation that maybe was never the expectation. So for example, when you get an email on a Saturday, perhaps the manager or the leader is, when they say, get back to me ASAP, what they really mean is first thing on Monday morning, when you get this email, respond to me. But because we get it on a Saturday, we assume that their expectation was something completely different. And this is where I think we need to have a conversation with each other to say, hey, you know how you sent that email on Saturday and you wanted me to respond to ASAP? Well, I'd love to understand what your expectation of, of me is on a weekend when I'm not at work. Yeah, the, I, I've heard you speak and I've, your book is on my bedside table. I've read it multiple times. <laughs> Let's Talk Culture. Anyone who wants to be in leadership needs to buy it. We'll have it in the show notes. Your bit in the book where you talk about making the unspoken spoken, so bringing it to the yeah. surface because I think with expectations, we just assume, well, if they're messaging me on Saturday, of course they want me to respond because they're doing it. Like they're, and so we make the assumption, but we need to bring that to the surface to understand, well, what is their expectation? Now, let's say, okay, their expectation is, oh, Shell, no, I don't expect you to respond. I'm just getting my work done. No expectations from me. Then the conversation might go another way because it's it might yeah. then become a conversation about, okay, can I let you know how I feel when I receive those emails on the weekend? Understand you've got a, you've got a big workload, volume of work's really high. What that says when you're working to the team is 
that we're under the pump, we all need to be on. Mm. And so we actually, you can actually start talking about the problems with that in a really healthy way and go, how can I support you? Are there things we can do to help reduce the workload so you don't have to be on at all hours? Or if you feel like that's something you'd like to do, if that's how you like to work, have you heard of this thing called send later? (laughs) (laughs) There's some really basic technological (laughs) solutions to an expectation conversation. Do you know what I mean? So it it can, we can, we can, or you actually clarify, no, then their expectation is that I would respond. And then we have a different conversation again, because it's okay, no worries. My understanding is my weekends are my time. And if you feel like, well, some people are paid to work Mm. over their weekend, right? Or, Or outside hours. Some people are paid for that, but some people aren't. And so you, we need to bring all this stuff up to the surface and then clarify with your manager, okay, what are your genuine expectations of me and the team? Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And this comes back to the, I guess, one of the other, the big ideas that I I was thinking about with this conversation. We talked about intent versus content. We talked about service versus malice. I think one of the other things I I was thinking about was around the intention, the the attitude in which we go into these conversations is around curiosity versus assumption. And I think when we go into a difficult conversation, we have to go in through the lens of curiosity rather than assumption. And you, you said it just before, we assume that because they do this certain behavior, that their expectation is that. And I'm I don't know if you remember years ago, back in, I think it was 2018, there was this story where a couple of um, African-American gentlemen were at a Starbucks and ended up getting arrested. They were there for a business meeting. They got arrested. Um, there was a huge outcry as a result of it. And and, and as a consequence, the, the CEO at the time shut down 8,000 Starbucks stores around America to do anti-bias training. Um, and for the afternoon, took every single one of their staff members out to put them through that training. And as part of the project initiative, there was a um, an African-American lady who was leading that project, their COO. And some of the staff members started to make this assumption that the reason that she was in her position and the reason that she was given responsibility over this task was that um, it was just purely a racial pandering to the situation that had happened. And they made all these assumptions about her ability to be able to lead in that position. And it started this kind of social media uproar and people started calling it out. And they had to come out and start to demonstrate and show her track record. And she'd been at um, a CEO at um, Sam's in the US, which was like a subsidiary of Walmart, had significant leadership experience and was chosen based on her, the merit and her credibility. But everyone had made this assumption from the outside, looking at the picture that she'd only got that position because it was a, you know, a tokenistic response. And this is the danger that assumption gets us into, is that when we make assumptions about why decisions are made or assumptions about a particular aspect of the feedback that we're giving, 
we don't listen through the lens of curiosity. And when we sometimes, we sometimes get it wrong. <laughs> and a really good example of this is I, I love telling the story about a person who's just joined a team. And I may have shared this story before, but this person has just joined a team. They're going into the room and every time they walk into the room, people stop talking about them. And um, she gets really, you know, when that feeling, when someone's talking about you in the room, you go in, everyone stops and everything goes silent. Anyway, she goes to the manager of the team. She says, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to leave. Um, I really don't feel like I belong on this team. I don't feel comfortable, like I'm fitting in. The manager says to her, you know, what's going on? Like what's happening? And she said, well, every time I walk into a room, people stop talking about me and I know for certain that they're talking about me. And the manager says to her, I'm really, really sorry. We've actually been trying our best to plan a surprise birthday party for you. And there's this kind of moment of discomfort, right? Where the assumption that you'd made based on the evidence that you're gathering was reinforcing a a wrong assumption. Um, And so it's the same with giving feedback to a leader. You have to be so careful that you make assumptions based on the information that you have, that you might be missing some pieces that the leader has as well. 